Okay, we're on. Am I audible? Am I? My? Do I sound like you can hear me clearly? Why can't you see me? I can't see you too well, but I can hear you. Wave your hand. Yes, I see you move. I see you move. It works. Hey! Nobody <laughs> move. Nobody <laughs> move from where they are. Everybody, all of you are in the right place. <laughs> okay, so I made the mistake of uh, not realizing. what day of the week it was and uh, i ended up sleeping to thursday and i'm not prepped at all for today's episode but thankfully the person who's coming on is someone i've known for about what year are we in right now 2020 so maybe about 6 years i think we've known each other and uh, she's a designer she plays basketball she can uh, doodle you by just sitting with you for 5 minutes uh and yeah i think she is one of my favorite people from a very dark time from my life because i was in a school i absolutely hated and uh she kind of helped me brighten that up a little bit so i'm going to add sagrika right now hi how are you doing i'm good what have you been up to so i've been working on a few personal projects right now Gulen 
was like, you know, this is very cool, you're creative, let's do something creative. She, like, she was preparing for Nebukolon and I was just like, what is, like, oh, you just have to sketch, this seems nice. And then I went to, like, a seminar with her for about all of these design colleges. And they were like, oh, you don't have, like, exams, exams in these colleges, you don't, like, sketch around. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice. I mean, like, I'm so tired of all these exams and all. That's how I planned on having the entrance exam. And there was this, like, this really nice harbor around the whole exam center. I was like, cool, that, that's like a win-win. <laughs> that's how, like, I apparently passed and got a good rank. And that's how I ended up in it. I have no freaking idea what I'm doing with Okay. Okay. And I prepared it. They were like, when you told so my when you was like super came. excited like when my dad came on he's like screamed my dad's like super enthu and all he screams like ah, oh my god you want this dad i'm like that's it he's like you have to go to europe because you know even with the least amount of preparation you got into like such a good rank and i was like okay cool maybe you are right no questions i had to struggle so much then and that was a nightmare of a college but yeah and what was it Mom was like, okay with I very thankfully, I have very supportive friends. Okay, so unfortunately, we lost about 13 minutes of this footage in the middle. And it's because it was recorded on a third-party software that I will not name. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not salvageable. So to give you a gist, we spoke about anime a little bit about her life in NIFT. Yeah, I did say NIFT earlier, but then what you heard was me trying to salvage the word NIFT. And we're going to do another animated dedicated episode soon. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. Those of you watching, if you have any questions for Salvita or for me about art, design, uh, how when choosing art as a career, design as a career, or being a professional designer, ask away. We're here, we're chatting, and uh, we're waiting for your questions. Okay, so you were saying, continue. Good call, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> that you guys have this booklet that you work with. Oh, yeah, so we learned so much throughout our college, and uh, it's helped me shape so much. like. I remember in my first year, like I was failed because uh, I wasn't presenting my work well enough, and I have never wanted like I was a very messy kid. Like I still am a little messy, and I would leave my workspace a little messed up and all that. But if you do that, like that's a very nice lesson that I learned. Like if you, you know, present your work better, if you present yourself better while you are presenting your work, that means you respect your work that much. You know, that you want it to be in its all its glory and neat and clean. I mean, the artwork doesn't necessarily have to be neat and clean, but the space around it, the way you present it matters a lot. I failed twice because of that. And then finally, I learned my lesson. I mean, I wouldn't, like, I would stress on it so much. I would, like, pad it. Juries were the order. <sighs> I still, like, I think I have, like, slight PTSD of juries. It's scary. Whenever you're presenting your work, it's just like... Yeah, I get that completely. I, I still probably would, you know, think 
twice before putting out a project that I'm or any any form of visual or uh, any project in text that I'm putting out. I always think five hundred times. The other day, I've been trying to write a book, and uh, I may have mentioned this to you like years ago, but it's just been something I've just been thinking about for years and been looking at it. And so the other day, I was just laying, I lay down. Staring at my fan, and I just thought, you know, what if nobody buys my book? <laughs> and I haven't even started finish reading it, finishing it. Like I'm nowhere close to finishing it. And I called my, I was telling my nine-year-old brother that you know, I'm working on a book, and he goes, "Oh, when do you start?" And I said, "Maybe about a month, you know, after <laughs> the book." He turns ten in July or something. Like that. So it's oh, been. So, and then he just goes like, "That's so embarrassing." And then I just realized that you know I need to get my act together and just you know present it in whatever way I possibly could. And I know it's nice. Like, uh, if you have a support system around you, like, it's very like I think it gets necessary to surround yourself with people who are actually into. You know anything that you want to grow in, because I think college gave me that. College gave me a lot of my friends uh, who really helped me grow, and uh, they were like my personal critics that I could, you know, use whenever I felt like. Like, guys, do you think this will work? And they would actually be honest with the criticism. So that was a very nice thing. And watching them also make something was so inspirational that. You know, you will be like, get off your ass and do something, man. Do. <laughs> yeah. Someone just so, asked, uh, "Have you seen what they can do with the iPad nowadays? Do you think uh, it will replace ink and pen? I mean, ink and paper." Okay, I don't think ink and paper can ever be replaced because that's an entirely different ballgame. So, but I've seen what iPad and uh, softwares on it can do, and it's very portable. And uh, like I like how you can just sit down anywhere like, and make something. That's a limitation I have on my Wacom. So iPad has a screen on itself, and you have a pen like this. So if I am making something on here, I need a screen with it. But iPad itself is a screen, it's like touch. So you can just like you know lay on your couch and doodle something, and uh, it's very uh, smooth. I've used uh, appropriate ones and. I would like to use it once I have like enough money with me, <laughs> but I'm a little broke for iPad, so I'm gonna stick to a Wacom for now. But I don't think it's gonna replace ink and paper anytime soon. But to I would fair, really not like it to be. Yeah, me neither. But to be fair, when someone says that it's portable, so so is ink and paper. I mean, so is a pen and paper. Yeah, but you can't undo on <laughs> ink and paper. Well, then work with a pencil. First. You can't control Z. <laughs> well, work with a pencil then. <laughs> okay. So we have another question that says, "Have you thought of customizing apps to individual requirements like that?" Of course, like whenever I uh, take up commissions and. Uh, Whenever I'm dealing with clients, like if I have to make a logo for someone or uh, somebody's like I want a gift for somebody, I obviously ask them what style do you want. I present them like this is the style I've made. This is my uh, most major style. 
but if you want something else you can like tell me i will obviously like customize it according to them but i will not obviously wholesale it like uh, my batches or anything because that is unique and i would not uh, use somebody else's idea to you know uh, reproduce again and again so i would just like make it uh, uniquely for them i have made a uh, postcards for people like a lot of people wanted postcards and i would ask them what you want so they would like probably give me a photo or tell like give me a description of how they like it and even with logos or any uh, commercial graphic commercial or gra- corporate graphics so it's how it goes you get a brief then you give them examples explorations and then they like something and then you work on it more so it's not necessarily like every time i'll be making chibis or you know, i'll be making i don't know what else is my style i'm most of the chibis but i also like making like a lot of hands and uh, i work a lot with brush pens i had this one summer when i where i would just use you know a lot of uh, i used to have a tiny little leather diary and i would just keep on making one doodle a day every day like no matter how shitty the doodle is but i would just make it and that actually helped me a lot like i by the end of it i saw my lines getting better day by day and i would just use a black pen for it like a graphic pen that's it yeah i mean i do doodle but i probably am not good i i find a lot of peace in it in general you know when i'm stressed out or i'm in a bar i'm the person in a public place or a restaurant or pick up a tissue paper and start and i always have a pen in my pocket for that how how do you think uh your art has worked with your mental health and how has your mental health also affected your art uh it's a heavy question as i said like making art for yourself and making art for money is an absolutely different world game like something very different so when i'm making art for myself it's like it's very nice like um, if i paint i like to paint with my fingers i don't like to use brushes a lot so i would paint for myself i don't care what anybody thinks of it that would just give me a lot of peace when i'm you know when i'm finished with it or i don't care how unproportionate or what i'm doing you know i'm mixing the wrong colors or anything i just i just make it so i don't care really what anybody thinks of it and even doodling you know that summer project that i took up that i used to make a uh, doodle every day honestly i did not care about how anybody else uh, thought about it because i was just doing it for myself i gave myself a deadline i was a different thing because i wanted to be consistent at it but i mean for making art for peace of your own mind and you know to just uh, let your thoughts flow is a totally different thing and i think it helps a lot of people like whenever you are thinking something i think a lot of people write poems or just write words they make music so making art is also a very you know physical uh, outlet that you would say um uh, i think it helps a lot of people like you also said you like doodling and it feels good for you it doesn't matter if it's like perfect or not doodling the point of doodling is not for it to be perfect the point of doodling is to you know make something fun out of the things that you're seeing around you or in your head imagination making up with imagination is very nice so it's very personal doodling it's not like 
you want to sell it you want it to be an like, exhibition though a lot of doodling uh, doodlers have like their own exhibition because they resonate with so many people but why do they resonate with so many people because you know those also give a sense of peace to somebody a sense of uh, belonging i mean if you can make an art with a whole of you like whole heartedly i think it will resonate with some some people like even if it resonates with two people you know that those two people are thinking like you are right now so that's a different thing but if you're designing designing is a very different thing you are making things for somebody else you have a client you have somebody on the corporate side or you have you know, measurements and that's that's a totally different thing and uh, while i'm making art for somebody else or i'm designing or something and it's not coming out well i i i can get very easily depressed like if i see that something's not doing well and like maybe i've not fair well i just get like hard oh, or do this anymore and i'm just like maybe i like i just go totally opposite of how i started my work i start my work like yes i can do this and i end up like i don't think this line is meant for me i still sometimes do that like why did i take up a design college man like i don't think this is for me like i absolutely suck at it and that's that's a very here and there clockwork thing that i keep doing that's a constant thing in my life right now so sometimes i'll be like maybe this is not for me this is absolutely not for me and then i'll be like you know what who cares just keep making and you'll get somewhere so that's your self affirmations are very important while making art honestly do you think uh, like you said you know over time you thought about whether this is meant for you or not do you think uh, what do, what is the one thing that you think you have that a person who isn't someone who has been academically trained in design So what is the one I think thing that they have that you know and one thing you don't that they don't I think they have a lot of strength in themselves like people who have built like everything themselves without somebody forcing down assignments on you without somebody you have to be your own judge whenever you you know self learning and that that makes a lot of difference when you can critically judge your own things without letting yourself like you know downward spiral in your own mind that's a very big achievement i feel and that makes a person like really strong i think that strength like is is a lot there are a lot of people who have gone through universities and still have that strength but i feel you know before joining the universities they were their own judges and they self learned or just I'm pretty sure they did that because I don't know where the strength comes from. I don't have it yet. <laughs> I think that's a very big difference. And what do you think you have to do? I think a lot of people like unless you join an online community, I I got a bunch of friends who are almost in the same field or have the same interests. I I know a lot of faculties who are already there in the industry so I have a lot of guidance there and like you don't have to go hunting or searching for them they're right in front of you and you just have to ask so in universities you get that you get you know you get equipments you get your 
guidance if you ask for it and then you get this whole bunch of people around you who are just trying different things and you don't need to look up on the internet man then there's so much creativity around you just get inspired by that we have a question you really sorry i really didn't you really don't need like things like pinterest or anything that's what i was saying hey i live i thrive on pinterest what are you talking about <laughs> So, uh, someone asked, any advice for doodling on tissue paper? Okay. Uh, don't use pointed pens, man. <laughs> Your tissue paper is going to break if you use pointed pens. Try using, like, a soft nib pen. I'm just checking my pens. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, someone said, someone replied to that saying don't use it to wipe your tears your face will have a cough over it <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, arshita asks does traveling inspire you to do of course it does like the more i travel the more i see things around me different things like mm, like i was traveling a lot in my second year and i i would make so much like in my little diary i had Not the small leather one. I had another diary back in second year. It's full and it's back like staying, getting dust and cleaner. But yeah, I would like sketch a lot if I'm traveling. If I'm like at a place, if I'm doing a nine-to-five job, I would not feel so inspired. Maybe unless I have a terrace and I can like take breaks on it. That's a different thing. But definitely traveling. You know, you get your own headspace and. Uh, you have these limited little things so you don't have to think like oh my god do i use these colors do i use these colors or do i use the paints you know so you don't have to worry about that you just work with whatever you have and you can see whatever you want to make right outside your window yeah that's that must be a great feeling to be able to actually translate that onto paper Oh, I am still bad at it. I really want to get good at it because I see such beautiful things, and I have a lot of like I have a list of things that I still have to make, but I'm just procrastinating on it. Like ninety percent of us, but someday I will make it. No, but you yeah, I mean, I've seen you do this stuff by you know just sitting there in front of the scene and you just created something. Thing, so I I'm most certain that you. Someone asked, "Do you think your mental health affects the art you make?" Uh, I would say my motivation affects the art I make. If I'm making like a painting, if uh, like the painting output would definitely depend on like if I'm making it out of excess happiness or if I'm making it out of excess sadness. That would depend on that. But if I'm like making a uh, like a commission or an artwork i have to be really into it if i'm a little moody or if i'm like feeling frustrated i would probably leave leave it for that day because i know i wouldn't be giving it my 100% so i really want to give my 100% to everything i create so i leave it if i'm not feeling 100% up to it if i'm like maybe hangry also i will like no i'm just not touching i'm going to eat something and then i'm going to touch it back Yeah, I get that. But then, uh, how do you know that? I mean, how do you know what colors to pick, right? Like how there was. Uh, let me rephrase this. Uh, like how Van Gogh was known 
for uh, his blues, doing the blues and yellows, right? How he used that. Are yeah. Are there any particular colors that you see in the work you put out? For the ones that you do personally, not the ones that you do for a client. Do you see any of those trends popping up with your work? I think I like to use a lot of grays, like grays, greens, and blues. I like to use a lot of that. So if I'm making something like uh, something like entirely without a reference, I will definitely start with grays and then blues. So and greens. Like my favorite is teal, though. Like if I'm gonna use an accent color, I'm gonna use like a small hint of teal to pop it out. But definitely, like darker versions of colors, I like to use them. Would this not like if I'm? Hmm. Would this work out of teal? Yeah, like a lighter shade of teal. No, it grew lighter over the years. So, <laughs> so yeah, but okay, okay, I get that. You were saying. So, but like, if I'm using a reference, like if I'm making a game character and if I'm translating into a TV, or if I'm making somebody's commission, like if I'm seeing a human being, I will pick colors from there. Like that's what uh, we were taught in our college, also. Like you know, to make a color palette from seeing one photo or scene or person, just a simple color palette. You pick it up and then you translate it into your work. So uh, being biased is not really an option when you're designing things because you will obviously have to look at what your brief is and your references and make according to it. Someone asked, "What do you think about the really weird artwork, like a banana duck taped to the wall selling for millions?" Okay, so. Um, This is another thing that I was taught in my college. So I don't know what process went behind that banana duck tape. Honestly, I did not research much upon it. But uh, we were taught how you know uh, if you've seen Jackson Pollock's uh, paintings, like you know, just drip art, like splattered art, or that. Why were they famous? Because the thought that goes behind it you know the process that goes behind it the process is the thing that matters the most for designers and artists the process is the thing that counts and what makes you know the final execution so valuable so things like as stupid as that going for millions i think there has to be some kind of process behind it but nowadays i really don't like i feel like it's just the question of popularity Like if you tell someone this is like really popular, people are just gonna throw money at it. Do you think? But do you think there's a way to get around something like that? Hmm. Not too sure. I mean, I still find it like stupid how a banana on a duct tape sold for such. What? I mean, a really uh, my, one of my favorite artists had made like a you know parody art on it. She was Corgi and Co. So she had made this Corgi stuck to this wall with a duct tape, and it was really cute. <laughs> I love artists just think that like why how like we work so much on our art, and we just like there's so many struggling artists in the world. It's not even funny. And things like banana and duct tape is like making millions. 
that banana yeah. is gonna like rot i feel unless i don't know some science shit is going to well listen egg can get more dicks the most <laughs> see at that point of time i just think like it's marketing now at the end of the day is just how you market your thing and that that's something that i've learned with my job that i had my first job like i had uh, my hands into marketing and uh, how you can play with the hashtags and the social media marketing is uh, e-commerce marketing is so much into it like the way you portray it as, like how it began with the way you present it the way you say like uh, if i say that uh, let's say my parents if i uh, tell you that uh, i want to sell these to my parents i don't think they want to buy it i don't think like if i set the client market as my parents are their age i don't think they will know who bonobo is so you have to market your products also right and as an uh, entrepreneur or a artist who sells their own kind of uh, you know own artwork and own merchandise you have to be really you know uh, aware of the marketing trends that's going on to really put yourself out there because uh, instagram and social media is like a really great tool to you know uh, put yourself out there make people get to know like you know you exist all your day used to be like deviant or twitter and not a lot of artists were on uh, instagram instagram was more like a photography portfolio for yeah. people but it's changed so much over the years and if you you know get the hang of the marketing tools that you know facebook and instagram offers then you can really reach to a lot of people it's sad that you have to pay for it sometimes but that that's how it that's what it's come to now so do you think there comes a point where you have to you know have you ever thought about a time where you might have to protect your art because if a lot of the stuff that you do is digital and you're putting it out on a digital platform what happens to your intellectual property when someone uh, plagiarizes it but just so much so as taking a screenshot yeah so um I don't put like digital copies of the things that I sell if anybody notices so like the batches I've made or the calendars that I've made I don't have digital copies of them on my Instagram mostly like things that I make uh for maybe uh, somebody who's allowed me to share it somebody who's commissioned me and allowed me to share it I'll post it or something that I use as practice material I will share it and doodles on paper i have a click of photo of them and share it but it's very likely like a lot of people might just copy it and post it up i'm not that famous yet that people might just copy and post it up but um, even at a you know collegiate level or school level or kids do like you know copy each other's work and that's fine but uh, slowly slowly in college when you start to get a little more professional it's not cool and that's something i've realized not to use also like we were dude we could be like given a whole or back if they caught us cheating or if they found something like if it was taken up from the internet so originality was like really forced into us even if somebody didn't have it like you got to be original or you don't pass man sorry and how so, did the pressure really help you in any way 
definitely even like uh, your whole thought process changes when you look at a picture when you look at an art you feel inspired you just you know i don't really like see like maybe i just you know scan over it or make an line art over it i'm like i'm going to look at it then keep it aside and make something of my own like from scratch so i think from the first year itself i was just like whatever i do i should probably just do it on my own otherwise it doesn't even make sense like if i'm not graded on my own work what is the point do you think you can see yourself you separating yourself from your own art definitely like uh, i have a lot of art styles and a lot of more to you know experiment explore so much more to do and i am definitely a different person from like if you see my uh, current style that is chibi it's like really cute and all but i am really not that much of a cute see person like you know you yeah see the painting see some of your paintings Yeah, I mean, my paintings will not speak the same language as my art that I post on Instagram does sometimes. So I'm a very different person other than my art. I, I might just be like I'm not even that uh, out there, or you know, I won't even smile so much. Honestly, I'm just yeah. like yeah. I would probably like end up reading a book in the corner in my class, or I don't know. and this is also very uh, anxious for me like i get very anxious speaking in public and i think art as a medium is very nice for me like i can just make it and put it up there i don't have to speak or anything there are captions to speak for it so that's really nice <laughs> yes so someone just asked what do you think about uh, using psychoactive substances such as lsd or shrooms to create art I've never done so any psychoactive. Sorry. I've never done. I've never taken any psychoactives to make art or anything. I mean, I think my excess of emotions were enough to make those <laughs> weird as depressing paintings. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, if you can't produce excess of emotions, I guess you will need those uh, psychoactive drugs. But if you have that built-in Anxiety or built-in sadness, built-in anger. I don't think you need any of that. You can just push, channel it everything on your canvas. Yeah, well, that is true. I, I, <laughs> I, I realized one thing yesterday. Actually, uh, you know that little period I was awake while I was sleeping. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I realized that I have like I created something new. Never been able to create anything when I am happy. everything i have created till today like all of my best photographs also have come out from a time where i was sad and i know exactly what was happening why i was sad <laughs> i created it. but i've never been able to create something happy and how do you do something like that i have actually struggled with it like as a kid i used to write a lot of depressing poems on a mom it's right. like dude who is torturing you like you're writing such <laughs> shit and like uh nobody it's just i don't know why so i would i actually forced myself to you know think maybe like maybe pick up a silver lining that you can add to your poems 
and maybe pick up like happier colors or you sometimes really have to force it out of yourself and when you like complete something and it's really nice you at the end of the day feel happy then so you just you just have to force yourself sometimes to you know, create something happy no it, i it might actually turn out really nice no but that's the thing my i did try that uh, about 5 years ago my friend uh, gave me a prompt of a unicorn who has been sent to a stable where she lives by herself and i had to make it a happy goal and uh, i ended up setting fire to the stable and uh, killing the unicorn and discussing how her soul remained out for i don't know how long so it was that it it's a process i think i don't know i guess that happens like even with me if if given a group project or if given a prompt my first thought would go to you know a darker theme but you really have to like i think college helped me break out of that shell as well like you have to force yourself to be versatile otherwise i mean you lose out on a lot of opportunities 